0: stupid piece of shit okay
1: i'm ready now mm, of
0: course i should take a bite right <laughs> as you take a giant bite like, oh i have a second yeah okay Wow, well, it's been a hot minute mm-hmm
1: mm. i'm like over a month all right
0: know. i miss you i miss you
2: I wish I
1: could put my fitness through this whole lousy, beautiful town. Hello and welcome to episode 54. Um, it's been a minute. We are lousy, beautiful town, in case you forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, where Lucasfilm Disney is still racist. And yes, we are still alive. Uh, hi. We're live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Hello. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and Abby's here too. Hello. What's up, what's up? Yeah, it's... We are, in fact, alive. We are. um, It's not May the 4th, because we were like, hey, actually, I was like, hey, we should wait so we can watch Bad Batch and talk about it, and then I didn't watch Bad Batch. (laughs) 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 I watched 15 minutes of it, and I couldn't continue, Uh so...
0: Well, we weren't even really planning on, like,
1: diving into the Bad Batch Today anyway, so you're fine. Yeah, it was it, fine. was it was just funny that I asked to change the record date, and then I didn't even <laughs> I didn't even do my homework.
0: <laughs> so <Oops. laughs>
1: this bitch had to record on Revenge of the Fifth. <laughs> Whoops. Um. To be fair, today I um partook in substances because I have been Ooh. drug tested and I don't have to wait anymore. Ooh. And I left the kettle boiling on the stove for 30 minutes and melted the lid on it and probably it probably (gasps) would have caught on fire if it would have sat there for longer so that's how the day is going (laughs) oh no i had to go i had to go buy a new kettle (laughs) and i hid it from billy because i knew he was going to be really (laughs) mad (laughs) because i leave the stove on all the time <laughs> oh god. I'm telling. No. So this is why I, <laughs> I text Billy. This is why I don't wake and bake because this kind of stuff. Happens. <laughs> it's for nighttime only.
0: <laughs> yeah. No fires. Yeah. No
1: cooking allowed. <laughs> right. Oh my god. Um. How have you been? Hi. Uh,
0: hi. <laughs> <laughs> I've been okay. Life is life. Yeah. <laughs> work is work. I feel like.
1: Okay, this is kind of weird because you know how, like, sometimes when you listen to podcasts that your friends are on, you feel like you're hanging out with them, or maybe that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, no, yeah. I've been listening to your other podcast, Really Screwed, <laughs> with our friend Danny. And so it feels like I have actually seen you or like spoken right. with you, like, not that long ago, over text. Like, yeah. this morning, actually. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Yeah, so it's been a long time since you've seen me and heard me, but yeah, I miss your face. I miss you too. Oh my god. I officially f- completed and passed my first semester of grad school. Woo! I'm starting a new job next week. Yay! And by the time this comes out, I will have given my notice to my other job, so we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that place. That's still hasn't happened. Um Yeah. Lots of new things. And so we had to we had to get an episode in before my life implodes again. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess we'll talk about Star Wars.
0: Well, you know what? There is a, a good piece of news. Oh. Um, lousy beautiful town news. Uh we're gonna be in the same space together in August. We are <laughs> Jess is coming to visit me in August,
1: and Ash is going to be there too. Yep, it's going to be chaos. (laughs) Be chaos supreme. Uh And I'm very excited. Are we going to get Danny to come down too? Yeah, excellent. Oh yeah, excellent. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're only like an hour and a half away from me, so yeah, nice. Speaking of Danny, tried to pop into this recording tonight, but (laughs) was like, nah.
0: I have to go do the homework for our podcast that's we're recording tomorrow. <laughs> it's okay, I haven't done the homework either. <laughs> I have the day off tomorrow. That's what my plan is. Oh, nice, nice.
1: Yeah, oh, so we can be wild tonight.
0: Yeah, because I got my, yeah, I got my redu- well, I've got my reduction consult in the morning. <gasps> that's exciting yeah. news. Yeah, yeah. yay! Yeah.
1: Bye, titties. Bye,
0: titties. <laughs> so many. Exciting when you see things. me next. I'll probably have smaller
1: titties. Is it happening that soon? Like before? I hope. Oh my god. That's going to be crazy. Uh-huh. I've only ever seen you in person <laughs> one other time, so it's gonna be like that is like shocking right. for me. <laughs> right, right. So yeah. I'm excited though. It'll be good. I'll have to send you a we'll care probably package. Record...
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll probably record an episode then
1: <laughs> when you're here. Yeah, we need to. All four yeah. of us. <laughs> no, because like, then that, that's just going to reinforce Danny's thing
0: of you only have me on here as a joke, <laughs> except for that one time.
1: <laughs> they want to be on a chaotic episode. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's, that's they it. They could have stayed for this one. Yeah. They could have. Oh, well. <laughs> um. Yeah, so the only thing that we're going to say about Star Wars is that it's racist. Not that we (laughs) are surprised by that, but just to see it out so blatantly in the internet world is just still so
0: gross. Mm
1: -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so two things. I'll talk about the Twitter situation from May the 4th first. Um, The Star Wars Twitter account tweeted out a bunch of it was like fan art essentially right like they picked artists
0: yeah they they commissioned artists to do like art to put on the disney plus account yeah
1: um for like each
0: movie for may the
1: fourth yeah and um the sequel trilogy art had three different pieces of art and the tfa one was just kylo and ray and No Finn, which somebody, I don't know who, went and dug up the original piece, and there was Finn on there, so he got erased out of that art, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. Twitter, like, went nuts, and I was here for it. Oh my god, it was terrible. Like, once again, like, I mean, we've talked about just the Mm anti-blackness in fandom, but also...
0: Institutionally. Yeah, by
1: Star Wars. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> it's just like, what happened to you standing a John Boyega? Yeah, and Black okay. Lives Matter. Mm. Right. Apparently not mm-hmm. enough to... All performative. Yeah. All performative. But imagine that. Like, nobody's surprised. No. <laughs> but it's like, it's just it's fucking ridiculous. And I just I just have to say <laughs> if you as a star war podcast are like when it doesn't really have anything to do with Lucasfilm will be like, we got to fight anti-blackness. We have to call it out when we see it. Black lives matter. But then when star war does the bad thing and you don't say shit because you value your Lucasfilm connections over black people, we see it. Yeah. And I swear to tweet the shit out of you. <laughs> yeah. And that means you are racist. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yes. Just for, for what promotional material. Are you kidding me? This like you love Lucasfilm. You love your promotional material. You love Dave Filoni <laughs> and, and care more about that than you care about black lives. Okay, bud. <laughs> okay. Yep.
1: yep. It's uh... Again, not surprised. No. But that's when we're putting it in those terms. Y'all are fucking racist and we see you. Mm-hmm. And guess what? People of color know that you are not a safe space. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Fucked up. Yeah. 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 It's why people to me, Like, okay. I get. I get why people would be like, oh, like you know, I want the connections. I want to go to premieres, blah, blah, blah. I want to, like, get all, you know, get interviews, blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry, but we do this for free. Right. (laughs) Like, I know, like, we have a Patreon. I know other podcasts have Patreons. Like, some people are actually, like, professional journalists that do podcasts. But, like you said, putting, like, your potential, like, professional relationships not even professional this is a hobby <laughs> right 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 like, i don't i don't like, get and it like,
0: it's just i okay listen i used to be very much so like i wanted people from lucasfilm to notice me i wanted their approval i wanted them to like me because that's just how i am i like validation Especially when it comes from people I like, but then you learn and you grow, and you're like, "Wait a minute, why am I so desperate for that when the people who run the whole fucking company suck? Mm-hmm. They're the worst." Yep. And by,
1: <laughs> see what Danny just put it. Are we finally ready to record? Oh
2: my god! <laughs> Get <it laughs> out of <outta> here! here.
0: <laughs> anyway it's not that important it doesn't matter like i i totally like you were saying i totally get it if you want to like go to the premieres and stuff like that that would be rad i would give an arm to go see a star war premiere that would be so cool but i'm not doing it at the expense of black lives mm-hmm. because it's not worth it Mm-mm. like you're obsession with dave baloney is not more important than black lives yeah sorry um, which kind of goes into issues with the bad bitches <laughs> yeah so
1: bad bitches dropped yesterday <laughs> bad uh, bitches <laughs> um also, Freddy Prince Jr. tweeted out that Bad Batch will always be about Asajj Ventress to him because the fucking yes. like banner that was posted had a picture of Asajj Ventress on it and it was very confusing. <laughs> like this was like whenever they announced it, right? Like uh-huh. however long ago that was. Um, and yeah, same. And Katrina went crazy, of course. She was like, Yes. Uh, <laughs> I love Freddie Prince Jr. He's definitely a Star Wars nerd. just like all of us (laughs) just like all of us Mm -hmm. (laughs) maybe not all of us but But. (laughs) many of us many of them yes (laughs) um yeah so bad bitches came out yesterday which i watched 15 minutes of and I could not get past <laughs> the fact that Freddie Prince Jr. is indeed voicing young Kanan and sounds like a man. Like, who is this, like, 13-year-old boy? He's, like, 12 or 13, right? He's younger than Ahsoka, who's, like, oh, <laughs> like, master. <laughs> <laughs> when our reinforcement's coming, <laughs> It like took me out of the show. I was uh-huh. like, "What is happening?" I hated it. I yeah. hated it. So he gave me the squigglies. I like saw that, and then like the music of like Order sixty six started happening, and I got emotional. And then I had to mm-hmm. cook my salmon, and so I was like, "I have to do this later." <laughs> but <laughs> I did yeah. get to see. This has been talked about to an ex- a large extent on Twitter. Thank God everybody is mm-hmm. talking about this. At least. Everybody that we follow. Right, <laughs> which, right, right. Within <laughs> our circle, yeah. Haven't really seen a lot of big accounts or other podcasts talking about this, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh but why is everybody white? I don't, I don't fucking know. Kanan's white? No. Yeah. Uh the bad bitches are white. L- like real white. Uh-huh. Like echo. Like and it's <laughs> just like the the rationale of like, well, they're mutated. And all these, like, they have, like, these desirable mutations. Like, first of all, that's Mm -hmm. fucking disgusting. Mm -hmm. Like, desirable mutations being associated with a lighter skin tone. Icky. And westernized features. Like, Uh Tamara Morrison is a brown man. (laughs) Right. Right. It's so gross. Like,
0: Chris and I watched the episode last night when we were eating dinner. And uh, at first... <clears throat> when I saw Deppa Balaba, I was like, ah, oh, Kanan's gonna be here. And I was like, That's Kanan. She's also Kanan. white, by the way. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh I was like, that's Kanan. And Chris is Chris just like looks at him and goes, Why is he white? <laughs> like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> and like they like his nose is like much thinner and white looking. It's just we see you.
1: Yeah. I mean, Clone Wars itself already has a lot of weird white things happening.
0: Especially related to Mandalore. Yeah. (laughs) And Jango Fett was a Mandalorian. Yeah. And at some point, Satine was like, white supremacy, am I right? And they all said yes, and then said that Jango Fett couldn't be a Mandalorian. (sighs)
1: Yeah. Associating Django Fett with like crime and <laughs> like the underworld mm-hmm. and him also being a brown man, not a great look, no. first of all. I mean right. we've kind of talked about this when we were talking about the Mandalorian in the past too, but um <laughs> Yeah. The other thing too I saw was what's Wrecker? Is that the name of the yeah. big clone the who big likes guy? The, yeah. the big Okay, the fact that he's, like, not, like, your smartest Mm -hmm. friend on the team. He's Mm -hmm. big. He's the darkest out of all of them? Really? Uh Like, this is the stereotypes that we're going with? Like, was there no one brown or black in the room when they were presenting this art (laughs) to people? Which I'm going to say absolutely there was not. And if there was, nobody listened to them.
0: Exactly. I was just going to say, if they try to be like, oh, but look at all the sensitivity readers we had. Just because you have sensitivity readers doesn't mean you listen to them.
1: Yeah. Also, this is kind of crossing over into a different fandom, but the Shadow and Bone series, like, there's a whole issue with, like, the main character um, being Asian, half Asian. Mm -hmm. um, And that was changed, like, in universe in the show as well. And there's all this, like, really not great. Mm -hmm. An incomplete analysis about racism in the Mm -hmm. show. And everybody's like saying, well, there's like a half Asian woman that was in the writer's room. And it's like, you know, that people of color are just as capable of being racist, not only towards, you Mm -hmm. know, internalized racism, but towards other people of color and specifically black people (laughs) and indigenous people. And that doesn't necessarily mean that like the creative choice is like on their shoulders and they're making the final decisions. Like that person is oh, right. usually a white person, which in that cl- case it was in this case it is mm-hmm. like, well, it doesn't like, just matter. like inclusion quote isn't and you know, representation isn't just about like having people in the room. You have to listen to them and then who is making the final decisions. It's right. like, it's, I mean, uh, at, <laughs> at the at the highest level those are the uh disney investors let's be real right but. right yeah it's gross it's really bad so yeah we see you racist lucasfilm mm-hmm. <laughs> and fandom Kath- <laughs> racist kathleen kennedy yeah does it's... she
0: give you turf vibes too oh yeah she gives me
1: big turf vibes oh yeah i bet she's friends with jk rowling <laughs> oh my god besties girl boss I saw this TikTok yesterday that was like you know the the white dude who's like it's millennial like news hour or whatever to like Uh he talks about like what all the Gen Z kids are talking about and like the new slang or whatever and there was some word that he was saying it's like associated with girl boss culture Uh and I can't remember what it was but that's her
0: (laughs) (laughs) there is this (sighs) fuck there was this thing that one of my clients said to me about girl boss and it was so fucking funny and I can't remember what it was so moving on <laughs> <laughs> cool
1: <laughs> I was hoping that story was going to be a little longer <laughs> I took a bite <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I'm trying to look for it like girl boss tiktok oh but I'm scared to actually look on girl boss tiktok I know <laughs>
1: Speaking of TikTok.
0: Hey, guys, <laughs> yeah. I'm invested in this right now. <laughs> okay, that's fine. There I it there. is, I found it! I found it, I found it, I found it! So, the other day, one of my clients said this to me, <laughs> that uh, all friend groups have have these three, Gaslight, Gatekeep, and Girlboss. <laughs> and that is just straight up Lucasfilm. <laughs> <laughs> Gaslight gatekeep girl boss
1: Lucasfilm limited <laughs> a Star Wars story <laughs> so I feel like Dave Filoni is the gaslighter yes Kathleen Kennedy is the girl boss who's the gatekeeper Jon Favreau mm. I mean he's he's pretty up there with Lucasfilm now Not mm-hmm. that he had a very successful first go
0: fuck mm. <laughs> <Hot> that guy <laughs> Fuck you, Favreau. He was. I'm pretty positive he voiced somebody briefly in Bad Batch. I could have sworn that I was just like that's John Favreau.
1: I would not be surprised. Yeah. Um. He is Gatekeep. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Gatekeep Girl Boss i like how uh, uh, we did not intend to talk about star wars necessarily today but unfortunately <laughs> there's always fuckery about um i wanted this to be like a castlevania and mental health uh, episode but you know
0: the castlevania season four is coming out next soon. week it's yeah, so so,
1: the only so, thing we care
0: about now exactly <laughs> <laughs> we're going back to being thirsty for our sad vampire son yes <laughs> Aww. he just needs to
1: be cuddled I and like does. hang out with his friends like and, yeah
0: and like he's I don't going well, down a dark a path yeah he ha- he has to have a good threesome experience with Trevor and Saifa
1: yes so, yes his last one didn't go so well no
0: it's what he deserves <laughs> yes. we get to see his titties and his mental illness <laughs> Similar to what you get in this
1: podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Sorry, I'm looking for... I know that we tweeted out something like two weeks ago.
2: (laughs) What should we talk about? about? And And we like, like, now we're not going to listen to that.
1: Now now I can't find it. Um, Oh, I found it. You did? Okay, cool. As usual, the beacon of organization and preparedness here. (laughs) That was our only dinner.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when we we first started this podcast and our notes were like three pages long and we did them early?
1: We we had a calendar with our like (laughs)
0: schedules. We had a we had a Google Doc of episode ideas. I haven't looked at that in like six months. <laughs> and now we, we have uh, um, notes with three points, and then a, a final note of whatever else we want to talk about. Didn't we have people tweet us topics? Question <laughs> mark.
1: So yeah, <laughs> we're doing great. <laughs> we're doing just fine here. It's fine. We're fine. We're fine. We're oh, rusty. Yeah. I mean, not that this is any different from what we brought you <laughs> when we weren't Rusty, but <laughs> I was going to say, like, I've been consistently
0: podcasting every week, so I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> well, I guess it wouldn't be I don't know what my problem
1: is. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So speaking of TikTok, you. 10 hours later. <coughs> Jess is going to okay. die. Kimchi, will be done back on. after this break. <laughs> um... Uh, let's talk about armchair psychology on TikTok (laughs) and also public health expertise on TikTok (laughs) because apparently we need to talk about that too.
0: (laughs) Okay, so this has been a thing that, a trend that I have been seeing for a very long time now. Um, For those who don't know, or might be new here. If so... (laughs)
1: why I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> my mouth is full of rice and I'm, you know pulling the skin off my salmon
0: good for you i love that for you
1: <laughs> um i'm a
0: therapist i'm a mental health clinician and i work primarily with children and adolescents so i am up to date with what the youth are thinking and saying my kids i never thought about that (laughs) yeah part of
1: your your oh my god yeah
0: oh my god yeah i i have to know these things because otherwise i won't know what the they're talking about yeah it's true (laughs) like um but i noticed like a huge increase in folks asking me do you think i have x y and z diagnosis when like the diagnosis they were giving me of like what do you think was way like out of left field in terms of like what they've they're actually presenting as and what their current clinical diagnosis is, and being like I think I have borderline personality disorder at 14 years old,
1: mm. so it's, it's just like been- worse than WebMD. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs>
0: Right, I, right. Like, same idea, like, but like
1: worse. Right,
0: and I'll be like, okay, tell me why. <laughs> and they're like, well, I have um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have like, uh, str- I have bad issues with like relationships, like. Some days I love them. Some days I hate them. Um, I'm scared that people are going to leave me. Um, I have mood swings. And I'm like, cool, so you're 14. Or you're You're on your period. Or, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And, like, I don't... And I, I always make sure to tell them this. Like, I don't say that to invalidate your experience. But there could be a better explanation <laughs> for why you're experiencing the things that you're experiencing than going with a, a personality disorder that you honestly really don't even know that much about. Mm-hmm. Like clinically, we can't even diagnose BPD until somebody's 18 anyway, because yeah. your personality is still developing. Yeah. Um, and like, I always say, like, I think it's a good thing to keep in mind you know, because mm-hmm. you never know. I'm glad that you educated yourself on this. Let's talk about what about like this person's TikTok experience with BPD. Uh, what about that resonates with you? Like, what are you getting away from it that you're like, oh, I feel this. This is me. And Look then you, let's- being
1: so good at your job. Oh my god! Thank you, <laughs> thank you.
0: And then being like, okay, let's break down possible explanations. Cause like, <sighs> ah, it's just a bunch of people presenting their experiences with specific mental illnesses as fact.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and not coming at it from like a critical lens in a way. Yeah. Cause like a, a, a mental health diagnosis is not as simple as here are some symptoms. Yeah. And that's all WebMD is going to tell you mm-hmm. <laughs> is like, here are the symptoms of this disorder. There is a hell of a lot more that goes into diagnosing a mental health disorder than just reported symptoms. Yeah. Like if if I based my diagnoses off of only reported symptoms, my clients would have some wacky ass shit.
1: <laughs> I think about like what I would be diagnosed with if I was going off of symptoms.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> Psychosis.
0: <But> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but Some like, kind of but, personality disorder. <laughs> but like that's the thing too, is like honestly, if I if my diagnosis was only based on the symptoms that I regularly report to my therapist, we would have never gotten to the bipolar diagnosis. Ever. Mm-hmm because it's much more intricate than just symptoms. It's yeah. also signs. It's also trauma history. Mm-hmm. It's, does it, is it genetics? is Is it better explained by another disorder? Is it better explained by a physical health condition? Is it better explained by a substance use disorder? Like there is a lot that goes into diagnostic criteria more than just symptoms. And that's kind of like what TikTok like therapists, but not actually therapists like they think that they're TikTok therapists TikTok therapist wannabes yeah. present that as this is what like something like borderline personality disorder is um, or like this is what ADHD is. And it's just like everybody's different. Yeah, We can all have similar symptoms but like my ADHD looks different from another person's ADHD. Yep. I just, <laughs> there is nuance.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like everything in medicine mm-hmm. and mental health, there's nuance. Um, I had a doctor explain to uh, actually a child psych explained to me when I used to promote um, <laughs> ADHD medication. Um, it was like, You know, everything that we do is based in science. It's based in evidence, Mm -hmm. data, studies on a population level Mm -hmm. um, because that's the only way that you can find consistent, repeatable results that, you know, trend with populations versus, Mm -hmm. like, individuals. Your job as a doctor or a clinician or a therapist is to treat the individual, and that is more of an art. Right. You're using science to you know, base, uh, you know, all of your knowledge, but you're still interacting with an individual person and there's going to be nuance, like you said. Imagine that. And it's not just a checklist of things. It's like, like, oh, you know, this lab result, this, this. It's like, yeah, that's part of it. But there's more to it, especially when it comes to mental health, because there's so much still unknown. So it's Mm -hmm. like, there's also a lot of trial and error when it comes to yeah. like medication. So the thing is like, that really scares me and upsets me about all of this with TikTok mm-hmm. is that like it's as someone who has gotten a hold of various medications quite mm-hmm. easily without a prescription mm-hmm. <laughs> in college, um, people self-medicate with pills, you yep. know, especially for ADHD. And if you're, If you're assuming that you have something based off of a list that you saw on WebMD or Mayo Clinic and you start taking medications that aren't really supposed to work for you because it's not meshing with your brain chemistry because that's probably not your diagnosis, that's where it gets dangerous. And, of course, not everybody's going to do that. Not everybody has access to that. But that's where, like, a lot of this comes into as well is, like, the DSM is a tool – insurance but also mm-hmm. for like psychopharmacology <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and it, it's also like there to provide a common language for yeah. those in the field to be able to to talk about it yeah um because like i can't imagine how uh, it's already infuriating to talk to a psychiatrist Ugh. i hate mostly all of them because they all think that they know my kids better than I do when I see them like every week and they see them once every six months Mm -hmm. and they're like I know more because I'm a doctor and
1: I'm like barely anyway (laughs) there's anything I have learned in my job it is that (laughs) doctors are really good at memorizing things (laughs) yeah and really good at following directions (laughs) yes no critical thinking (laughs) not a lot You'd be surprised. That's why like the pharmaceutical industry is so successful at swaying and influencing. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) honestly, honestly. So like real quick, I want to say something real quick about that just because I, it's something that I've learned in my graduate program now is that there's so much research and data that doctors treat patients in ways that are not actually useful. Because that's just what they've always done, and that's what they learned in residency, mm-hmm. and that's just, you know, whatever. Um, there is a new <laughs> realm of public health called outcomes research because of this problem where public health experts <clears throat> and scientists look at, like, is this treatment actually working? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, most oh. time, and most of the time, these treatments are like, no, they're not working. Why are you still doing them? Great. <laughs> Great. Love that. Like, the fact that doctors, like, just treat patients out of, like, not critically thinking just based off of what they learned in med school 25 years ago or mm-hmm. whatever, um, <laughs> that's kind of terrifying. Right. <laughs> like, Right. That right. they had to create a whole new realm of public health research. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I know.
0: Yeah. But, like, having – conversations with a psychiatrist is already in, infuriating enough. Imagine if we didn't have that common, like, language. <laughs> I'm going to be like, I, and, and I'm sure this is this has got to be the same for every single field. Like, there there is like a specific language that we therapists speak and it's mostly acronyms. And so it is hard to not just be able to throw acronyms out there. But like, here's the thing. I, I can't speak for every therapist or anything like that, but I at least know in my social work program something that we did during my um, uh, what class was it? It was like a, it was like a like a diagnostic class like learning how like what each diagnosis is and, and stuff like that um, and how we would go about diagnosing it. We mm-hmm. spent like two weeks breaking down the DSM and talking about and figuring out what are the pros of this and what about the DSM is extremely flawed. We know. And like, that's, I feel like that's a thing that I've seen too. And maybe this is just me being sensitive or or whatever, but like, I just feel like there's this huge, at least on TikTok and even on Twitter, like there's this huge thing where people just like discredit, Mental health professionals, mm-hmm. like a mental health professional, will like say a thing about their field, and then people will be like, "Oh, well, you're stupid," and and stuff like that. That's not my experience, so you don't know what you're talking about. Um, and like, and and I think a lot of it has to do with like there are, are shitty people in the mental health field. <laughs> like we've talked about this before. We talked about it back in our. Um, uh, calling out social workers episode <laughs> back in like June or May, something like that, like about a year ago, Jesus Christ.
2: It's um, May. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but like, I know that there are shitty people within the mental health world, but like, I'd like to think some of us know what we're doing. And so it's just well, really frustrating seeing people be like, this is fact and then somebody with the schooling the training the years of experience say no not quite and then you being like well therapists don't know what they're talking about because yeah. i had a bad therapist or something like that look we've
1: all been there
0: yeah oh <laughs> right? yeah oh like, yeah
1: i am i was re-traumatized by my psychiatrist yeah which i haven't had a new one since <laughs> <laughs> it was bad. I think the the lack – where the conversation is lacking with a lot of the people that are saying like, oh, therapists don't know where they're talking about is that like – I mean all mental health professionals, all health professionals have to work within a system mm-hmm. that was made and is helmed by old white men who are rich. Right. And so there's a lot of things that haven't been taken into consideration like – like (laughs) the gender non-conforming experience or the brown experience or like how systemic racism affects your mental health and your Mm -hmm. physical health. Like there's so many things that like have just have not, are just now starting to be talked about more, especially publicly. Right. And so I think there's this confusion around like, yes, there's terrible people that are working in this system that doesn't work for everybody. And it is, has not worked for everybody since the dawn of time (laughs) (laughs) because it was set up that way. But there's also people that are trying to change what and how things are done and the way things are viewed and looking at the sources of why a lot of these mental health conditions exist in the first place and Mm -hmm. where this trauma comes from. And like just to write all of it off is A really big fuck you to the people who are doing a lot of work in Mm -hmm. this field, Um, and I mean you could say that about anything except for law enforcement, to be honest, (laughs) right, right, right. right. Because fuck that, right? I mean, even social work is part of the carceral system on some Uh level. Mental health, in general, is part of the carceral system on some level, and. Like we know, especially if you work in – especially if you work in Medicaid populations, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know that it's fucked and a lot of things need to change and a lot of things just need to be done away with. (laughs) Right. But that doesn't like – Invalidate your years of education and also the thought and intelligence that you put into critically thinking about your own field and like where right. all of this comes yeah. from. Right. Like, like hey. <laughs> like, I know you're the, especially like, you know, people that are social workers in general, I feel like happen to just be more like that in general. But mm-hmm. it's it's viewing things from a social justice lens and being patient centric versus being practice or medication centric. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
1: the fact that like mental health care is like not accessible to a lot of people that Mm -hmm. are traditionally ignored by the field as well. Like, like scientifically speaking, she's Billy. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I saw him like in the camera. I didn't even see him. Like, in the camera. <laughs> Hold on. So anyway, you you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah. It's.
0: Mm. I'm just saying, like, I, again, this is the, the, this is true of all professions. People in the profession can be wrong, absolutely. But like, I'm just saying. If a mental health person says, like, hey, what you're saying about, like, X, Y, and Z diagnoses or diagnostic criteria or whatever it is, is actually really harmful and here's why, and you say, I looked up the symptoms on WebMD or the Mayo Clinic, um, don't do that. I went, I'd like to think that I went to six. I did six years of school for something.
1: Also, let's talk about the Mayo Clinic and WebMD really quick. <laughs> it's a resource, please. Because if you look at a Mayo Clinic or a WebMD article, there are little footnotes and citations, and those citations come from data-driven studies, mm-hmm. <laughs> protocols. That are driven by data and research. And guess what you learn in a professional capacity when you're studying to be a therapist? Yeah. You have to learn all of that shit and where it came from and mm-hmm. why it's like this. And you have to learn how to read that stuff. Right. Right. You don't like the person who wrote the WebMD article or the Mayo Clinic article got that information from somewhere. And that information, is learned by right. the professionals that work in the field, like right. to and ex- you know, to varying depths depending on your education level. Right.
0: Right. And like, and, and, <laughs> and that's <laughs> the thing, that's the thing is like the signs and symptoms list on a, a WebMD or Mayo Clinical, Mayo Clinical, Mayo mm-hmm. Clinic article are like not even a full page.
1: Yeah. And when I have many papers and studies and like generational studies and twin studies and like all kinds of like decades worth of research Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and when I'm
0: and when I mean it depends on like it depends on the diagnosis but like when I'm looking at like a disorder as as complex as like say schizophrenia. That's a complex mental health diagnosis. Just because there's so much that goes into that diagnosis, not just signs and symptoms, but especially neurologically, there are so many studies out there of of like what somebody who lives with schizophrenia's brain looks like. And yeah. usually, folks with schizophrenia have more gray matter in their brain. Now, is that the cause? We don't know. <laughs> um, but like, it's all of the diagnosis, diagnoses in there, you want to get right because nothing feels worse than misdiagnosing somebody and going off a to- on a totally different route of treatment for like six months. It not working and then yeah. realizing, oh, it was something else. Yeah. And we just wasted six months of time. And maybe that patient
1: just never comes back.
0: (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's a huge problem with mental health as well. Exactly. And so if I'm looking at like schizophrenia in the DSM, it's a couple pages long. And just like the signs and symptoms maybe only take one or two. Because then the rest of it is like... Have they been checked for this physical thing and this physical thing? Have they been using substances? Um, Cultural factors, like what different cultures might believe about this Um, age differences, differential diagnosis, prevalence, all sorts of stuff like that. That is in, it's not just fun tidbits. (laughs) Yeah. It is important in terms of, of making a a diagnosis. And so, the th- things like WebMD and Mayo Clinic and-, and even these TikToks is that they can be a good starting point mm-hmm. because like kind of like I-, I-, I say to my kids, like something about that is resonating with you and you deserve to seek out the seek out more information on it. But it's not always this thing. yeah mental health is complex
1: <laughs> also do you have the dsm in your office right now or is it at work um my well i i actually have the do pdf you have a copy version. of it because i i want oh i was gonna say i wanted you to hold it up and show how thick it is these people aren't gonna <laughs> see it jess oh duh <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> audio medium picture and we'll post (laughs) somewhere okay when i go back into the office on friday i will take a picture of my dsm to be clear we are looking at each other on video and i forgot you guys cannot see us the way i can see you (laughs) yeah Yeah, it's been a long time since I podcasted. Okay, Uh I don't know how this works. (laughs) I know. Anyway, the DSM DSM is is a
0: big boy. (laughs)
1: Yeah, and
0: the pages are very thin, so there's a lot lot of pages. (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is a big boy. I spent two hundred and fifty dollars on mine. I better know what the fuck I'm talking about. (laughs) I have a six figure debt. Mm-hmm. I better know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. fuck. Yeah. I think, I, I think using those as a baseline resource is good because then you get, you, you get kids like mine coming to me and being like, Hey, I saw this TikTok from this person with BPD. And so I feel a lot of those symptoms. Can we talk about this? Cool. It provides both of us a basis of understanding of what we're going in to talk about and it's, it is helping you through the process of like eliminating that from the list of maybe this is what's going wrong going on mm-hmm. with me um and so i'm glad it it frustrates me but it also makes me glad when they come to me and they're just like i saw all these tiktoks Uh, about this person with OCD. And now I think I might have OCD. And then we sit there and we process it. We go through the diagnostic criteria. I explain every single thing to them. Like, why am I asking this question and stuff like that? And we usually get to a place of, no, I don't think that's what we're looking at. And occasionally we get to a place of, yeah, maybe. Yeah. And that's huge. So yes, look at WebMD, look at the Mayo Clinic, look at TikTok, but then bring that (laughs) to (laughs) To a a professional. professional. (laughs) And we appreciate it when you do your research. Like when I have folks coming in being like, I've been experiencing this, that, and the other thing, and I think I might have like something along the lines of major depressive disorder. I'm like, cool, Let's, let's fact check that. And sometimes it's true. Yeah, because I I I tell people this all the time. I can go do as many get as many school and and de- blah blah blah. I can have <laughs> as many degrees as I want. I can have as many licensures as I want. I can have as many hours in the clinical field as I want. But at the end of the day, nobody knows your brain better than you because you mm. live in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And so sometimes the professional is wrong. Yeah. That's okay. Call, correct them. Cool. But like, it's also okay to get a second opinion. Yeah. (laughs) Please do. Yeah. And like, and I, and I will be willing if I have like an assessment because, and that's also part of the problem too, with like the DSM and insurance is when I do an assessment on somebody initially coming in. So this is their first time. Um, I have to give them a diagnosis then and there for insurance to cover it and for the next six months of treatment until we have to redo uh, Mm -hmm. their assessment. Well, you learn a lot about a person in six months that maybe wasn't reported in the initial assessment, understandably, Mm -hmm. or like more trauma history comes out, understandably, as you Mm -hmm. grow more comfortable with your clinician. But I have had times where I've had to tell like parents and kids, like, you know what, I... I'm going back and forth between like three different diagnoses right now and I can't decide. So I'm going to staff this with my team to figure it out. Mm-hmm. That's the amount of work that goes into it and yeah. not just seeing somebody on TikTok or reading the symptoms on Mayo Clinic.
1: It's, it's not it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even then, it's like a diagnosis might not even ec- encapsulate or be helpful mm-hmm. for the patient or the, Absolutely. the client. Absolutely. Like, I remember when I was diagnosed with major depressive disorder and anxiety, my therapist was like, I'm diagnosing you with these because we need to put something Mm-hmm. in the billing, we need mm-hmm. a, we need a CPT code <laughs> to mm-hmm. send to your insurance, but know that the DSM was written by a bunch of old white guys. Mm-hmm. This doesn't have, this can be as useful to you as you want it to be. Exactly. If it's useful for you to label it as something fantastic, we can label it. We can go from here. Um, you know, you can do your own research, whatever. If it's not useful to you, don't use the label. Just feel whatever you're feeling is what you're feeling and whatever you're right. living is what you're living, regardless of what the diagnosis on paper has to be. And it's like, that's what I was talking about like the whole system is mm-hmm. dumb and <laughs> rooted in profit driven right. like right. reasons. That's what this all comes down to essentially, but it doesn't, have to mean anything to you unless you make it mean something to you and right. if you have a good therapist and a good clinician they'll have that conversation with you right, right. <laughs> like some people are like just don't even tell me
0: cool yeah i don't gotta do that the only person i gotta tell is your insurance yeah and sometimes <laughs> sometimes you have to flub a diagnosis yeah like, we
1: flubbed one for sure. We just put oh, yeah. MDD for months because she was like, I don't know if this is actually what you have. It might be something. It might be PTSD, which it ended up being, but.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Surprise. That
1: <was> just later. <laughs> That's, you know, that's another thing is, like, diagnoses can evolve, too. It's mm-hmm. like, like you said, like, your intake, your initial, like, appointment with a therapist could be like, okay, this is all I'm talking about. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I have childhood trauma. I was right. molested as a kid. It's right. like, oh, okay, let's talk about that. Exactly. Like there's other especially, things that are going especially on. Especially with how trauma
0: works. Like We're yeah. getting, like, wildly off topic here, but I, I love talking tra- about the way trauma <laughs> works. Is like, some parts of trauma, there's the idea that some parts of our trauma trauma gets stored in our limbic system. So way in the back of our brain. And that's why we can't remember it. And we can only have like feelings about it and reactions to it, but not understand why, because you're it's fucking with your whole limbic system. Your amygdala is in there. No wonder you're angry all the time and unlocking the trauma from back in your limbic system to bring it up to your prefrontal cortex is hard. Yeah. And sometimes through the process of of therapy and processing trauma maybe you knew about, that's when some of that old trauma you didn't realize was trauma or you didn't remember starts coming back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That changes a whole diagnosis yep. that can. That can change a whole course of treatment. Mm-hmm.
1: Just important. <laughs> I feel like bottom line... TikTok's a resource. There's a lot of, like, great mental health professionals on TikTok trying to debunk a lot of myths, too. So I don't want to, like, discredit them as well. Oh, gosh, no. Like, they're like, yeah, bottom line, you need to see somebody. Exactly. (laughs) This is not going to be the same for everybody. And I think that it's really sad that we have to always make that disclaimer for Mm -hmm. anything in a professional sense. But that's the reality Mm -hmm. of what this is. Right. Like...
0: I just can't imagine being like, this is my experience of this mental health disorder. Therefore, it is the only experience. Yeah. And like, there are some instances where, where, you know, we struggle with seeing things from another person's point of view, because that's just how the human brain works. But Mm -hmm. like, my experience of bipolar disorder is very different from somebody else's.
1: Well, like you said, it's different. It's an... It's an art. Diagnosing is an art. There's a reason why you call it differential diagnosis because it's a process of elimination. Sometimes, right, (laughs) right, and so
0: and lumping them all together is not a good
1: idea either. (laughs) Um, Also, let's talk about comorbidities because Uh this we had this conversation in depth between the two of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
2: Excuse
1: me. Um. Comorbidities, for those who are not familiar, is basically like overlapping or concurrent Mm
2: -hmm.
1: medical or mental health issues. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) When you're talking about medical issues, usually it's referring to like you'll have heart disease and diabetes. Those are considered comorbidities Mm -hmm. or you'll have, you know whatever that's like the m- the main one <laughs> but there's like relation in the causes for both of them like diabetes can cause heart disease and mm-hmm. there's also like there's there's overlap in some of the symptoms there's overlap in some of the causes potentially but it's different when you're talking about mental health
2: mhm
0: i mean it is relatively similar in that like it, it, there are shared uh shared symptoms or like shared associated features
2: mm-hmm.
0: of the diagnosis um sometimes it's entirely different yeah. um like for reason like we there are core comor- comorbidities out there that we're like why i mean <laughs> yes but why we don't know we're still figuring that out the brain is complex it's changing yeah. every day um but more often than not, it is it is the, the disorders that go, like, it's a, something that we definitely know goes hand in hand. So, I mean, a lot of times if you've got major depressive disorder, you probably also have generalized anxiety disorder. Um, in kids, it's common to see, like, ADHD with uh, ODD, oppositional defiance disorder. I have opinions about the diagnosis <laughs> of ODD. More often than not, it's trauma. Um, mm-hmm. But... It's anxiety. anxiety. And again, it's,
1: yeah, inc- there's especially too when you're talking about different subgroups of disorders. Like there's mm-hmm. a lot of overlap as well. Like you think oh, about yeah. mo- mo- within mood disorders, within behavior disorders, within personality disorders. There's a lot of overlap, and then also you can have, you can have a mood disorder while also having a personality disorder. I think that's right. like. I don't know if people know that. Right, 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 right. You can no, have- This is very basic. This oh. is very 101, but <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. just to set a baseline. <laughs> right.
0: And, and then, you know, like you kind of see the thing then too of like, what if I get, I don't want like three or four diagnoses. And it's like, okay, again, you get to choose your experience with the idea of a diagnosis because mm-hmm. it's yours. And also like, if you're concerned about the amount of diagnoses you have, maybe go get a second opinion because that person might be diagnosis happy. Yeah, And you're probably not getting directed the best treatment. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like I, again, I have bipolar disorder and ADHD. Those are comorbid, super comorbid. And the same thing with like bipolar disorder and borderline personality disorder but they're two different things, but you can have both. (laughs) And they can feel very similar. And it's just like, is my impulsivity from a hypomanic episode or because I forgot to take my Adderall today? (laughs) Like, (laughs) things can be both.
1: Am I having a trauma? response to my PTSD or am I having a panic attack because I just have generalized anxiety disorder right. who knows right <laughs> but the medication is the same mm-hmm. <laughs> the treatment is relatively the same uh uh-huh. <laughs> like or at least the the self-soothing treatment i guess uh-huh. like <laughs> yeah
0: uh, it's more
1: nuanced than you think it is i just i feel like the concept of comorbid conditions doesn't mean that there's necessarily misconceptions around them. Right. It means there's overlap. And guess where that information comes from? From data! <laughs> I'm right. Well, it's been, just been like, studied. Like it's,
0: ugh, if you... Like, say somebody came into my office and was just like, you know, I'm having a hard time concentrating. Um, I'm I'm restless. I'm I can't sleep at night. I feel really guilty all the time. Um, And I get a lot of thoughts in my head. Well, just based off of like those quick five things that I rattled off. I'm still between ADHD, major depressive disorder, and generalized anxiety disorder. Because they all share those same five (laughs)
1: symptoms. (laughs) (sighs) (sighs) Yeah. Bottom line is Mayo Clinic, TikTok, WebMD, great places to start. Right. Great for initiating the conversation with yes. a professional. Great to, great for getting you to a professional. Yes, absolutely. Does not uh, negate the need for a professional and does right. not negate the education and experience and skill the professional has. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. How? How do we see this in public health, Jess? Mm-hmm. So, I don't really have like complete thoughts on this. I yeah. just, I never pop- have a complete thought. So something you're fine. just popped up on the twitters as usual, <laughs> and it made me angry. Um, when we're talking about, so bottom line is public health is based around population, um, uh, data and observation and experiments. Mm-hmm. Um your individual experience might be different like mental health. <laughs> right. <laughs> but public health is a very broad um I guess science and practice of looking at vast amounts of data and distilling it down to things that are is this an associated thing with this? Is smoking right. associated with cancer? Let's do a bunch of math and see if they're related. That's basically Mm -hmm. what epidemiology is in public health. Right. (laughs) Is cancer and diabetes related somehow? You know, that's basically what a lot of this is. And it's taking, like, lots of data – like a huge sampling of people that reflects the general population or the whatever population that is being studied. Cause it might be regional. Like there might be somebody works in a coal mine and you want to find out if them working in a coal mine is related to lung cancer or mm-hmm. whatever, mesothelioma or whatever. So you want to take a sampling of those people that work there. And while I don't want to say like your personal experience invalidates anything that's been done by, by public health research. Mm-hmm. There are certain things that have proven associations through lots and lots of study, through lots and lots of data that are publicly available. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this information. So the CDC and multiple like multiple other uh, departments within, like, the Division of Health and Human Services in the federal government do lots of surveys, like, all the time. Like, the census is the biggest one. That's what everybody knows about because it's mandated by mm-hmm. the, um, the Constitution. But there's lots of surveys that are done – all the time year round or every five years or whatever. And it's around different things like nutrition is like a one big Mm -hmm. one. Um, Like chronic disease is one big one. Uh, Like occupational like illnesses is another one. Um, Just every cancer, like, and there's all these other private um, like nonprofit divisions too. Like you think of like the American cancer society, they do all their own research too. And they publish this publicly so that, Public health professionals can look at it and like scientists can look at it and be like, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And all of this data is public. You can go on the CDC and comb through all this shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) yourself. You don't have to have like special like institutional logins. You don't have to pay. There's no paywall. You can look at it yourself. The CDC reports stuff all the time and it's always cited. You can go to the original published research in PubMed and find it Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of people throw around statistics and stuff that they read again on these websites like WebMD, Mayo Clinic, um that's another one that's like I can't think of the other one anyway um that are just very like generalized like this is this is something this is some health phenomenon that's happening and this is what's really going on and it's like okay that's fine but again you go to those websites there's a little footnote with a link that you can click and it usually takes you to the CDC website and you can go and see directly what it says mm-hmm. and what the what the information tells you so it's one thing to explain your experience with something like cancer Mm -hmm. maybe you worked in a coal mine and you got lung cancer um, and say, Hey, you know, this is my experience with it. I don't think that these things are being studied enough. I don't think that these things are being talked about enough, but to just put that out there Mm -hmm. and get defensive when people say that that's not necessarily correct Like there's inform, like it's publicly available information, first of all. And that's just kind of what gets me is like, especially right now during COVID, like there's so many, I mean, there's like the anti-masker misinformation, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but there's also misinformation around people that are like, oh, like, you know, there's disparities in getting like vaccine distribution and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, people just say things, where's the data? To, bra- mm-hmm. to back it up and I think that's just like my pet peeve that's what it comes down to is like you can like say these outrageous things that like might logically come to a place where it's like yeah that's racism like it's only logical that that would be something that's real mm-hmm. but ultimately like what how you feel about something and like what it might be isn't necessarily what's actually happening right <laughs> and then not to say that I'm like defending the government and the system <laughs> right they're always right because there's going to be gaps in information and there's going to be like incomplete data. They're not going to take a sample of the population that reflects everybody. Like, that's there's been many instances of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the fact that a lot of clinical trials just don't include women. Uh huh. Or like major heart medications and diabetes medications, mm-hmm. like, don't include women. That's a huge. That's a huge problem. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, so a lot, of, and and the the reasoning behind that is that the hormone fluctuations during the study might skew the study. Oh, for Christ's sake! Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, men don't, uh, have, male bodies do not have hormone fluctuations ever, ever, never, ever, ever, ever. Yeah, going back to that whole thing about outcomes research and how doctors Uh just do things because that's just how things have always been done. Yeah, going back to that. But anyway, so I'm not saying that, like, this is just, like, everything is always correct. You should always go back to the data. You need to, like, look at it critically and be like, okay, who is missing from this? Like, what Mm -hmm. did they look at? You should always be thinking about that stuff. But to not just, like, look at it at all. (laughs) Like, there's disparities in who's getting the vaccine. And then just, like... Saying that and looking up a t- statistic that you found, like when you Googled and it's on somebody's blog or you saw it on TikTok, and not verifying your sources that's what bothers me. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, like, having prof- again, professionals be like, hey, this is a, a problem, and you're like, no. Yeah. Is- <laughs> They taught us in school how to critically think about research. I took yeah. two years of research and statistics. Oh, Chris is here. <laughs> <Just> get the <laughs> shit out of me. <laughs> Hi, baby. What you doing? I have fruit snacks. You have fruit snacks? Yes. Congratulations. It's, it's fruit gummy? Podcast? Yeah, we're still podcasting. Oh, so- <laughs> That's <mine. laughs> fine. you no, I'm on the pod. <laughs> Chris it, is back It's the light guy. I I,
1: I took them out of the the wrappers uh-huh. specifically so they wouldn't make noise.
2: <laughs> <But I was laughs> fumbling around Stop!
0: with my snacks to get my high snacks. you know? You're so cute. I love and you. So, when you responded to it, it was like, oh, well, that was. Waste of time because <laughs> I thought the podcast was over, but now we're still fucking going. a giant handful of damn. fruit going. <laughs> I want the rappers to make noise.
1: He's so considerate. <laughs> Chris, I can edit all of that background noise out.
0: Yeah, Jess can always edit background noise, like,
1: he can be like as noisy as he wants. Out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I feel dumb. <laughs> Also, um, I was just crunching kimchi and like oh, eating yeah, salmon, yeah. and so we really don't care about background Yeah, just.
0: Just, just was straight up just eating her dinner, like eating kimchi and salmon and rice j- while we've been recording this whole time. It's yeah, <laughs> like this is the podcast where we don't give a shit. <laughs> no. If you don't like us, you can leave. <laughs> oh my god! But anyway. We went to school to learn how to critically study research articles and write them ourselves. Guess what? I've written two big research. Like I've done two research studies in my own, in my fucking undergrad. Like, I, uh, I know that's not a lot, but you know, for, <laughs> for the kind of who's not a researcher, that's right, like a lot. Right. <laughs> um, but like we, we learn all of this. So uh, I don't know. Give us the benefit of the doubt and, and think that we know what we're talking about. Think we, that we know what we're talking about that we spent thousands of dollars on.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other topic in its, in its own on how inaccessible education oh, right. is.
0: do not come to me and my, you, you come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding, <laughs> <laughs> the day of my, my six figure debt, not being paid. And tell me that you know more than me from the Mayo Clinic?
1: No. No. (sighs) There's bad sister things. (laughs) Yeah, it does. Like, this current era of, I don't know what this is, with discrediting experts and feeling like that's elitist or, like, part of the system... It's a big conspiracy. Uh Um, Everybody's – it's it's really bad. It's scary. Um, Like there is a certain level of, yes, we should be critically thinking about anything anybody says, including Anthony Fauci. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Bless his heart. But everybody is fallible and everybody is working and living within capitalism, the patriarchy, and white supremacy. And so we should always be critical of everything that we, like, consume – Mm-hmm. and speak on and learn. But especially when there's people who are very hyper aware of the issues with the system, right who are who are who are doing work to I don't want to say dismantle because that's you know something right. to be done on an indiv- on a major level, not in an individual level. But they're acknowledging it. They're trying to push past it. They're thinking critically. Right. They're being vo- vocally critical as well. Right. Um, demanding better. Um, right. Demanding change and demanding, like, revolution. Right. <laughs> if we're going there. Right. Um, to just, like, lump everybody in the same boat and not be aware Of the work that's going on and the people Mm -hmm. that, like you said, have paid thousands of dollars to be educated about this on a really deep level and have struggled to even get there. Like I'm the first person in my family to graduate from college. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm the first person in my immediate family to get a master's degree. I have one other cousin that has a master's and she's Mm -hmm. a a physician's assistant, nobody else.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Like there's serious like hills that people mm-hmm. get climb up and get through to be able to be knowledgeable enough to speak on this. And my personal take on this is like, I want to know everything that's going on in this field because mm-hmm. I want to know what needs to be changed and how we need to look at things differently. Mm-hmm. And I know you feel the same way <laughs> right? because exactly. there's like zero treatment protocols for like LGBT Youth, nope, <laughs> nothing. That's a huge bad blind spot that needs to be changed. I'm creating my program as I go along.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I have been using Sonia Renee Taylor's "Your Body
1: Is Not an Apology" workbook. <sighs> yeah, I love her. You really? know that she um, moved to New Zealand <laughs> because she um, she applied for. Um, asylum that uh there's like violence against black people in the united states like state sanctioned Mm -hmm. violence against black people in the united states and she got it and she moved to new zealand and she's like fuck this (laughs) good for her and she's leaving instagram she's like i'm taking everything to patreon y'all gotta pay me for my content yes like
0: i love her
1: I i love her so much so much.
0: But like, yeah, then you, like there's like people like Sonia Renee Taylor that are out there doing the fucking work and you just being like no, I know more is like discrediting one of my favorite people in the entire world.
1: <laughs> yeah, this is personal now.
0: Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't fucking say shit about Sonia Renee Taylor unless it's how much you love her. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh my god. <sighs> Yeah, I getting educated on stuff like this, like in a, an official sense. Like academia is very much like a part of the system, and it's oh, yeah. totally racist and white supremacist. And fuck all that. There's a reason why I'm going to a state school. <laughs> <In the South. laughs> um, yes. That is part of it, but there, like, I think this entire conversation has just been like, there's nuance, and there can be multiple things true at the same time, mm-hmm. which is kind of the thing for everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is not something that comes across really well on TikTok or Twitter, right. because you have what a minute on TikTok to like the video is like a minute long. Minute some some of the like creators have gotten like two minutes now, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not long enough to, to explain the nuance of a diagnosis or explain the nuance of like how you gather data for public health information and how you mm-hmm. link cancer with smoking <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or right. poverty with smoking. Um, mm-hmm. It's, yes. it, it, it gives you a basis.
0: It gives you something like you see that and you're like, huh, that's really interesting. I want to know more. That's when you look it up. Yeah. Because, like, that's just, like, a preview of, hey, if you're interested in this one-minute thing that I've, I've talked about, how that links poverty and smoking, like, cool. Then go back and do the research that they're talking about, but saying they can't fit in one minute.
1: Yeah. Um, I would like to issue a challenge to the Love's Beautiful Town listeners, because I am guilty of this as well. Mm. Somebody posts an article on Twitter How many times do you read the article
2: before retweeting
1: it or before quote tweeting it or replying? Because I guarantee it's less than, like, half the time. Yeah. Because I'm guilty of this, too. Oh, yeah. Especially if somebody's retweeting it that I, like, trust and I know is, like, a good resource. Right. It does their work. But that shouldn't be good enough. Like, I should still my own reading of whatever to make sure right. this is something that I feel comfortable putting my name behind. Right. But yeah. How often? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, more than I would like for sure. Yeah. yeah it's, sure. I mean, like I said, like I'm guilty of it too, but yeah. how many times do you read somebody's tweet? That's talking about something as if it's fact and actually mm. look up to see if they're correct. Right. Like most of the time, like we're busy, we're working, we're commuting, we're, or we're just sitting at home during a pandemic, masturbating on camera. Um, Yes. yes. Sent to masturbatory confinement.
0: (laughs) You said it, not me. You are too excited about it. It sounds
1: like fun. I hope my family doesn't listen to this episode. If you want to know what we're talking about, you should enjoy our page. <laughs> content. Anyway, um yeah, we're busy, we're lazy. Mm-hmm. Um we see people that we trust as good sources of information on Twitter or TikTok or whatever and we're like cool, like I trust them. I know I think that, you know, what they say is is accurate and true. But I feel like we need to get in the habit of verifying that information better Mm -hmm. because we're just in this point in in time where expertise is just being, like, frowned upon and talked about as elitism, which is insane to me. Which, Mm -hmm. yeah, there's a level of that, especially, like, Ivy League level where there's, like, Mm -hmm. generational wealth and nepotism and corruption and all kinds of fuckery. Right. But – it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just ridiculous, and I forgot where I was going with this. What was I saying? <laughs> um, saying that expertise is uh, elitism. Yeah. So okay, we're at this point in history where expertise is expertise is being considered elitist, um, and you can. <laughs> There's a big thing going on in the beauty community right now against with clean beauty and chemicals being bad,
2: Mm -hmm. which
1: drives me fucking crazy because everything is a fucking chemical. (laughs) And (laughs) you have chemicals in your brain. And Petrolatum, yes, it's a petroleum product. It's not good. We shouldn't be so dependent on the fossil fuel industry. But Petrolatum is a great moisturizer. It's in Vaseline. It's in Aquaphor. I put it on my face every night. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's great. It's a great thing that that is not usually you know, it doesn't usually cause people irritation. It's safe. It's been studied for a long time. Mm -hmm. But people read on a blog somewhere that it's a chemical and it's bad because it comes from petroleum products. And suddenly there's an entire industry called clean beauty that's that's charging one hundred and fifty dollars for moisturizers That are clean. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then we're in this capitalist loop of, well, the experts say this and, you know, these dermatologists, like, they can't be correct. They're just being paid by big pharma, which to an extent, some of them are. To be mm-hmm. fair, but most of them are not. <laughs> right, most of their information is data based. Um, but we have one person, G- Gwyneth Paltrow, who's like, so- you need to put an j- egg in your vagina. That's the only way Ooh. that you can like do you can live and be a human being. And suddenly, we have goop and all its nonsense. I'm just saying, <laughs> like. Just because somebody posts about it on the internet, on Twitter, on TikTok does not mean it's true or accurate right. or can be applied to the general public or even yourself. Right. All we're saying is verify your sources, do your own looking into it. And I, when I say do your own research, I don't mean go read blogs because that's what mm-hmm. people think is researched. Mm-hmm. That's not research if the blog if the person who posts the blog isn't posting sources it's not research no. baby no that's opinion that's feelings mm-hmm. we make our decisions based on this is something that you learn in sales training mm-hmm. even with doctors you make decisions based on feelings not right. based on fact fact is secondary right so if somebody can make you feel a certain way about something they can influence you to do something Why do you think advertising works so great? Why do you think capitalism is so right. prevalent? Why like, do you it's think it's a hell of a drug, a drug? <laughs> Why it's all based on feelings and like I feel inadequate I feel like I'm not enough I feel like I need this It's not based on the fact is I don't need that I don't need that 150 serum I don't need that whatever thing that is selling me on TikTok which I'm a huge victim of sure (laughs) (laughs) buy this thing on Amazon because I saw it on TikTok okay (laughs) yeah cool yeah (laughs) I got it yeah so that's my yeah that's my soapbox (laughs) our hour
0: long soap (laughs) Mm -hmm. oh that felt good to get out it did miss putting our fists through things
1: I know it's
0: just not the same on Twitter.
1: It's not. It's just so cathartic doing it here.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad that we don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so freeing. It is so freeing. I can't. I can't imagine what having a podcast would be like if we were, you know, the kind of people that were hell bent on keeping our Lucasfilm connections and getting their promo material like i just feel like that'd be suffocating
1: i feel like there was a period of time when we were trying to be careful yeah oh yeah maybe like 10 episodes if that right maybe like seven (laughs) maybe like four yeah i mean our number two episode was about online (laughs) abuse so So maybe one (laughs) No, but i i do
0: agree like some of our i can't listen to some of our earlier shit because it makes me cringe but like i mean like we went through and though we had fun we did a whole episode on like mbti types and signing them to star wars characters because yeah. like that sounded like a fun thing that people wanted to hear and now we're just yeah. like
1: fuck this <laughs> yeah that's a buzzfeed article nobody else has read or written Exa- exactly
0: <laughs> exactly and i think you know what? I think we have created a very lovely community of folks. Like, like our, we keep talking about being a patron. You should do that because our Discord is full of really nice people. Agreed. And, like, I've been in plenty of podcast Discords. <laughs> I don't go on podcast Discords. But I'm always excited when I get a notification in ours. Because, like, the people there are just so...
1: Good. So I think we've cultivated a nice little community for ourselves. I genuinely love our podcast discord. Like there's everybody in there gets it. Like we're all of the same mind of like racism, bad capitalism, bad. Mm -hmm. We're all communists. (laughs) 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 Fuck the police. (laughs) Like It's a very specifically curated community that is just, it feels like a safe space. I feel like I can say yeah. anything there. I trust everybody so implicitly. Yeah. Um, and we're like a true little family. And I don't feel that way about other communities I've been a part of in nerddom.
0: <laughs> right. The ones that
1: were, you know,
0: sucking up to Lucasfilm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Podcasting is more fun when you get to say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And it sucks because I feel like there are certain things that we haven't been able to do, like interviews mm-hmm. specifically, because oh, yeah. like some of like our friends are associated with Disney Lucasfilm and I don't want to jeopardize their relationships because that's their right. moneymakers. And I'm like, OK, you know, get your you got to you got to do what you got to do. I get it. Right. Um, But. Right. Like when we were trying to. <laughs> Still try, kind of trying.
0: Still kind of trying to get an interview with Sarah Kuhn. Is that how you say her last name? Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> we legitimately had to say maybe we need to do a fake episode to send to them <laughs> because we could not find one <laughs> that we felt comfortable with Lucasfilm officials listening to. Yeah, I mean, because- I don't give a shit if they listen to it, but they're going to deny us if they do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which that kind of says a lot. Because I mm-hmm. don't feel like anything. We- we're we not like just shit talking for the sake of shit talking because we're right. haters. Right. We love Star Wars. Kind of. Sort of. <laughs> Debatable. <laughs> I am declaring May 4th Mummy Day, by the way. (laughs) Mummy (laughs) Day! Hey!
0: If you, you know what, if you're still celebrating May the 4th instead of Mummy Day, you're on the wrong side of the river! (laughs) 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 Oh, me!
1: Make the meme! (laughs) (laughs) Our resident meme maker. Yes beer Fett,
0: yes follow them yes they're very good they're very good but like yeah i mean i just i can't I, I love our i love podcasting because we get to speak our mind and we're saying important shit and that is never going to get us an end with lucasfilm and i'm okay with that because it's more important yeah I and agree. i'm not trying to be like oh we're the perfect podcast We are definitely not.
1: (laughs) We're so stupid. I ate my dinner while we were recording. Like, legit, was upset because Abby didn't talk long enough one time (laughs) that she was was, like, get it out or not. (laughs) (laughs) God damn it. (laughs) That was going to be so short of a point. (laughs) Like, you had a whole ass conversation with Chris. Like Billy was <laughs> here. Like, that's just, that's we, just our, we our, are. Our running joke is that vibes <laughs> fucked Filoni's wife. Yeah. Like this is not good content. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like ridiculous. But you know what? <laughs> like you know what?
1: I am still blown away
0: by the fact that we did not get awarded as one of the top ten Star Wars podcasts. <laughs> Who the fuck nominated us? What the fuck were you thinking? We made a joke.
1: We didn't actually want you to do it. Although, bless our Discord people who voted for us from multiple emails. <laughs> multiple emails was <laughs> a
0: joke. <laughs> didn't you use the the RB email?
1: Of Soon course they I did. did. <laughs> <laughs> RBM Cecilia believes in Lousy Beautiful Town, whether yep. we believe in ourselves or not. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> but I would just like to also point out that all, pretty much all of those podcasts that were named the top 10 from, you know, that website uh, have said jack shit about racism in, in within Star Wars in the past few days. So.
1: Yeah, like just I haven't mm-hmm. seen anything about Finn being erased multiple times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> multiple times. Is, That's also the thing. It's a repeat occasion. They do this every time. Yeah, I'm just kind of expecting it now, which is really oh, shitty. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent,
0: hundred percent. Well, what happens if people want to? Oh, do we want to talk about the things Let's people pick tweeted at us? One thing. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. Um. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll keep this as a running list, and we'll make it a new segment for the <laughs> next time we record, which will be in like two months. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, Justin, I don't think we can do your
0: question because I've never had Taco Johns. So I have. Sorry. Um, he wanted
1: it to be that we had never had. had- Taco John, or I forget what the other one was. Del Taco. Oh, I've you've had Del
0: Taco? No.
1: Okay. Just a
0: the Del Taco that I had was a like a independently owned shithole in Carbondale, Illinois. <laughs> like it what? was just it was just a shitty taco place named Del Taco. Oh, okay, but not like not the California
1: Del Taco, exactly. Okay. Yeah.
0: Don't Justin was eat very there. upset.
1: Which one? Don't go to the Del Taco in Carbondale. <laughs> <laughs> it's not what you think. No, <laughs> don't eat there. <laughs> you will shit your brains out and puke at the same time. Oh, God, <laughs> Justin was thinking that you had been to Taco John's, and no, so no. and he was thinking that I had not. But I've I've been to Taco John's because I have family that live in Montana. <laughs> God damn it, Justin, stop it. Um.
0: <laughs> uh, well, B wanted us to talk about why both Boba and Jango uh, are ace, and they're both the wardens of horny jail in their time. Um, they're ace because we say so. mm mm-hmm. um, And they're the wardens of horny jail because it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: because somehow- And they're tired of our shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow,
0: the funniest meme that I have seen all year came from a Mandalorian episode (laughs) of Boba smacking some stormtrooper on the helmet, and it says, bonk, go
1: to horny jail.
0: Thank you, B, for that. Um, And then now, go to masturbatory confinement. (laughs) That's so funny! This is. <laughs> it's so funny! Bonk. <laughs> That's just our brand! Look. We would be really if- bad in Horny Jail with Boba and Django as the wardens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We'd be like, eh! <laughs> and they're like, stop it! <laughs> we're here for a reason
0: like did you expect us to not be horny we are very horny individuals you don't understand oh god Uh what if what happens if people actually want to hear more of us (laughs) uh thank you (laughs) do we have any reviews probably not
1: we're still doing a giveaway, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all a hot fucking mess.
0: <laughs> we'll get to it. Yeah. If you've already entered,
1: great. You're gonna, you're, you'll be good. <laughs> yeah,
0: you're, <laughs> you're still great. there. You're great.
1: The baby Yoda um, is still staring at me, as is the Lotteria set. Uh, No, it's we right don't. Next to the Ew- Ewok mask that you, the terrifying Ewok <laughs> mask that you sent me. <laughs>
0: That your cleaning lady kept putting on
1: the shelf. Yeah, I put it face down on the shelf, and she kept putting it back up, so it was looking at me while I'm sitting at my desk. (laughs) Yeah, no, we haven't gotten a new review since February,
0: and we still have a 4.5 out of 5 stars. What
1: the fuck, man? I know.
0: I'm upset.
1: I'm going to plug your other podcast again, because I would just like to say... I tweeted, or I mean, I didn't tweet, I left a review for Royally Screwed the day before Prince Philip died, (laughs) saying, ha ha ha, it's so funny that he's still alive, and then he fucking died! I'm just saying. Just
0: saying. (laughs) While we were, while we've been recording this, they announced the official cause of death for Prince Philip. Was it Satan? (laughs) (laughs) Satan. Satan was calling him home. (laughs) No, it was just old age. (laughs) Which, like, no shit. He was 99 years
1: old. Okay, I never understand that, like, cause of death label because that's not a thing. Like, there's something that failed. (laughs) Like, was it your heart? No. Did your brain just die? (laughs) Like, what happened? I want to know medically. No, you're just old. His necromancer was like, "I quit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joining a union. <laughs> Fuck you, imperialist trash." Oh my god! Yeah, that's been fun. So anyway, I I made Prince Philip die. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're god welcome. damn it!
0: Now they're gonna the the MI six are
1: gonna be at your house. You're welcome, the Commonwealth. <laughs> <laughs> Just <gasps> killed Prince Philip. So you son of a bitch! How do you do it? But anyway, you should go listen to Abby and Danny's podcast. Rolly screwed. It's quite entertaining. Thank you. We have fun. Even if you don't care about British history, it's quite entertaining.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the the highest compliment that we keep getting. Like people keep telling us that we're funny, um, and I when people tell me I'm funny. That's like it's like crack. <laughs> like that's all I want. I don't give a shit if you think I'm hot or pretty or sexy. No, if you think I'm funny, I love you forever. And people keep telling us we're funny, <laughs> and I'm like, what? Which I know Danny is, but <laughs> <laughs>
1: Danny's <Yeah>. very funny. <laughs> yes,
0: they are. Yes, they are. <laughs> Not they're gonna get mad at us for having (laughs) said that. (laughs) So anyway,
1: Jess, where where can people find you on Twitter? Uh Space Jess with four S's in the Jess, supposedly. Oh, I'm off private now. I'm I'm good. I'm back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a job. Yeah. So, yeah, Space Chess is for us, isn't justice. Uh You can find Abby at RBM Cecilia. No, you can't. <laughs> no, you cannot. That's not me. That's right. We have not recorded
0: since RBM Cecilia was formed.
1: No, we did. Remember uh, when we had Ash on? Oh, I that's announced right. the world. That's that right. I you made was- an account talking I about want- how much you love Arby's, and it's been a hit. Like, your uncle follows it, <laughs> like, your high school friends, Chris, like, all of our Discord. I need uh, it. <laughs> Do you
0: see the picture, <laughs> the picture, the, Dan- again, we're going to talk, sorry, Danny, but the picture of me that Danny posted in the emoji ideas di- part of the Discord no, when I, I was it. eating Arby's? No, I swear you saw it, because I said, look at the Discord.
1: You there- did, but I don't remember. I have to look again. Sorry. <laughs> we'll edit this out. Okay, a a new merch idea is like an RBM Cecilia t-shirt, by the way. Um, Oh, yeah. It's It's you drinking out of an Arby's cup. It's excellent.
0: (laughs) I was just craving Arby's and we were playing (laughs) D&D. No, you can actually find me on Twitter at Abby, A-B-B-Y M-Cecilia. If you are want more of this chaos you can follow us on twitter which is equally as chaotic um if not more especially when we talk to ourselves um (laughs) i haven't seen if you replied to my response (laughs) which one Uh,
1: it's a few days ago
0: was was it the one where i said i'm practicing radical self-love let me
1: find it Maybe oh yeah, to- yeah, yeah, yes. yeah! It- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I missed it. When you check the reply, well, like when you check the notifications, they disappear for me. Yeah. so I like miss them.
0: Yeah,
1: I miss talking to you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you can follow us on twitter at lbt pod you can send us an email if you want nobody emails us but our email is lousy beautiful at gmail.com please leave us a review um, and give us five stars on apple podcasts or if you're gonna give us a one star tell us
1: why cowards tell us why we suck i want to know
0: yeah, yeah i'm open to constructive criticism Tell us how we can
1: improve. We won't listen. (laughs) No. (laughs) Absolutely not. We're just going to tell you to fuck off. But we like to be mad.
0: (laughs) Jess and I kind of accidentally do this thing all the time where if one of us is pissed off, we end up pissing the other person off (laughs) about the same thing. (laughs)
1: Like, yeah. (laughs) We rile each other up.
0: (laughs) Rile Um, us up. go go to masturbatory (laughs) confinement (laughs) I think that's a great note to end on bye (laughs)
2: okay